Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Well, what an exciting time. Some good-looking bodies in the building. First off, who is friend of Dorsey? Well, I don't know because I've, I've never done it before. Um, but, you know, I'd go in there with everything that I have, uh, try to instill a, a winning mindset and that type of attitude. You know, trying to become a leader of the team, uh, getting with the vets of, of the locker room and understanding, um, you know, what we needed to do to try to turn things around. Um, you know, a couple years ago, Wyoming went 2-10. and 10. The next year, we went 8-6, and six, won a Mountain West Division title. So, you know, I'm not saying that was the same situation, um, but I've been in, in something very similar. And, uh, you know, I, it's football, and I love, I love football. Everything I, I can do to play this game, I'm going to do. Um, you know, and if they're willing to step out on the ledge and take me with the number one, number one overall pick, you know, I'm going to give them everything that I have. Um, I mean, you kind of, I think you just have to go in there and, and uh, play the game you know and, and play to the best of your possi- uh, best capabilities. I mean, um, I mean, to that report, uh, I mean, I don't really know anything about Cleveland. I've never been there. Um, haven't really talked to their coaching staff yet. I've been meeting with them tonight. So, um, I mean, it's impossible to formulate opinions when you don't really um, haven't really done any research uh, on the actual place. So I'm probably going to visit there, um, hang out with them, and uh, um, then um, whoever picks me, I'll be excited to play for whoever uh, whoever wants to. Yeah, I think if if Cleveland takes me number one, it'd be a great opportunity. Um, first of all, and that that goes for anyone taking me taking me in any position. Honestly, it's um, it's always been a dream of mine to play in the NFL, um, and I think you know turning a franchise around is obviously a hard thing to do. And um, you know, but I'm always accepting of a challenge, and I think it'd be an, an amazing thing to do. Um, and it's just you know, it's another opportunity to show. You know why I'm a good quarterback and why I think I'm a good quarterback. So, well, we ran air hard system. Um, coach will probably call it from the sideline. You know here, and I have to relay it to the line. My receivers will look to the sideline, let the line know what protection it is. Simple stuff like that. Uh, I really want to give a play. You know, from our team. You know, that's that's not me. <laughs> that's giving the play away for next season. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I mean, that'd be a chance to play football. I'd love that. Um, but first things first, I'd get a winner. You know, I, I think if anybody's going to turn that franchise around, it'd be me. Be able to put it in the right direction. They're they're close. They're, they're very close. They're they have the right pieces. Uh, I think they just need one guy, a quarterback, to make that difference. This is the DBN Network special coverage of the most important draft of our lifetimes, 2018. Get ready as we're about to tear apart every square inch of this mother with contributions from the entire Dogs by Nature community. Featuring in-studio commentary from straight No Chaser host Thelonious7. Also, special co-host Darth Batman. And now, here's your host, Easy Weave. And yes, indeed. Welcome, bendiciones, salutados. Thank you for being here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is less than one hour away 
from the first pick of that most important draft of our lifetimes, 2018. I am Easy Weave, your very humble and excited host, excitable host, and I am joined here uh, with this draft coverage by a, uh, a, a a veritable dude valanche of guys, and I'm uh, really really uh, happy to have them with me here tonight and has have had them with me here for the last several hours as we have been uh, talking about the draft, talking about the Browns. Uh, if you were with us in the previous segment, we were also talking about the uh, the veracity of uh, taking on the challenge of turning around this franchise. And we heard a little bit of that from some of the actual candidates that could possibly do that in the open of, uh, of this segment. And we are going to be with you now, uh, internet willing, through the entire process now of tonight, which will be the first round which is as we are here on the East Coast at about 7.13 p.m., uh, less, than, uh, less than an hour, about 40, about 50, I'd say about 50 minutes away from now is when we're really going to be able uh, to say for certain what is when we're officially going to be actually on the clock for the Cleveland Browns. And joining me, as the intro indicated, is the host of Straight No Chaser, one, a program that's been on the DBN network for quite a while. Thelonious Seven joins us all the way over from somewhere on the other side of the world that I will not identify. Thelonious, how you doing, my good friend? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there, man. It's late as what over here, but yes, I'm doing my part, man. How are you doing? I'm. I, you know what? It's. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm honored to have you with us. I mean, it's so late. It's early over there, and you told us at the very beginning that you'd probably only be able to hang with us for a little bit, and you've hung through the entire time. You're a trooper, and uh, and I really appreciate you. Uh, oh, it's definitely a big mistake for me to be staying up at this hour, and I think I'm waking up people with my loud voice right now, so I'll try to keep it down, but definitely glad to be here with you. Absolutely. Well, and also along with you and have been along with us this entire time is the, well, one of the hosts of Absolute Browns, another program on the DBN Network, the one, the only, the um, sometimes grammatically challenged Darth Batman. Dartho, how you feeling, big man? I'm feeling Fantastic. Always a man of few words, that Dartho. And, uh, the... <laughs> well, you asked me how I felt. You never you wanted me to get details. Well, you know, I got up this morning. I took a shower, uh, mowed my lawn. So, I mean, I can tell you go through my day's process if you'd like. But, no, yeah, I'm doing good. That's pretty cool. You do a push mower or a riding deal? Uh, riding, I got an acre. Yeah. Do you do edging or do you not even bother with that? Uh, it depends. I try to, but half the time I am too lazy to do it. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of grass? I mean, what, like, what are we talking about? Is it St. Augustine or is it like, you know, Bahia or Am what? Am I on Levitard's show right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, it, man. It's, it's green. Along so... with us also is Brownie Bites host Matt Mramer. Matt, how you doing, man? Good. We had him there for a second. Okay, yeah, he's, he's good. We also have a gentleman that's uh, been been with us from the very beginning here on the network. Uh, at, although he's been around, hasn't been around for the longest while. Manly and loving it in between playing Grand Theft Auto. Uh, how are you enjoying things so far, Mantle? Good. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to steal some cocaine. So that's that's great. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Classic Mantle on, on on the game. We also have both hosts of the Browns Booze BS program BBB. The uh, the dynamic duo that has been actually has been on the network from the very beginning. Actually, we have three uh, from the very beginning guy. Four actually, because Matt was on with us at the very beginning too, uh, on the DBN network. Both hosts of BBB. We have both Scott T seventy three and Robo. 
dog. Welcome, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Awesome. Fantastic. Well, very good. So, And, every- and by the way, we will be back with new shows uh, probably after the draft, so... We've been we've been itching once we have back. something to be excited about. Yeah, and we're not too far yeah. away from that. As we uh, and, and, go ahead. and now that Scott works from home, his his we can we can record any time of day now. Apparently, that's right. Well, I mean, I can't do this all the time, but you know. Yeah, I mean, he's working from home, so he's not really doing anything. You know, I mean, that's how that works. That's what I hear. Working from home right. is all about just not is is getting paid to not do anything, right? Basically, right. That's that's the I'm way. I'm not I wearing pants. Yeah, but that's not really a, a huge deviation from how life was before, right? <laughs> I had to wear pants to work. Oh, well, then you got the wrong job, bro. We are... Yeah, less... I, I wear a onesie to work, so, so it's at, least, at least that's a little better. Attaboy. All right, so uh, as, we, as we head down the home stretch here... Uh, we, we talked about in the previous, and by the way, if you miss any portion of, of what it is we be talking about, uh, you've got the, um, uh, SoundCloud page for the network, dogsbynature.com, uh, the, uh, uh, I should say the DBN network, uh, on SoundCloud where you can actually download and it's all available on the site, dogsbynature.com for the first three hours of what we talked about, which we talked about, um, well, we've talked about obviously the quarterbacks, we talked about the uh, the various scenarios that we might do with the the four position. We really spent a lot of time talking about all of the the uh, the buzz, if you can believe it, out there today. Is it's basically been Baker Mayfield Day in the media, as far as the Browns are concerned. And uh, we also talked about the the veracity of uh, Josh Allen, and spent a lot of time talking about Josh Rosen, why people aren't talking about him. And uh, even the the precarious way in which the uh, the organizational structure is in place with uh, one Jimmy Haslam. So again, all of that is available uh, if you go to the the SoundCloud page for the the DBN network, or on the or if you just you know. And, and by the way, if any part of this you feel like uh, commenting on yourself. You can do this by uh, on the article that will accompany all of this later on, and also you could email me, easyweave at gmail.com, if you really want to tell me uh, how disappointed you are in everything that I am and do. So as we move along, uh, we are, as I say, about about 40 minutes away now from when all of this is really going to, uh, t- to start happening. Uh, I haven't really seen anything, you know, I've been kind of keeping uh, uh, my eye on, uh, on, the, on the Twitters, and also uh, watching, you know, as much as I can here on the NFL Network. Is there anything that has happened over the last several hours? I'm going to start with you, uh, Matt Maramer. Anything that's happened over the last several hours that kind of changes your perspective and your opinion on what you think is going to happen here uh, when we draft in a little bit? And then follow up, what do you think that is going to be that's going to happen here in just a little bit for the Browns? Um, I wouldn't say there's anything that's changed the perspective. Um Pretty much been solid. I would say since yesterday, I've, I pretty much thought they were going to take Baker. Uh, I hope they take Baker. I, I think it's pretty much down to Baker or Darnold, and um, I, don't, I don't really feel confident to say 100% that it's going to be Baker, but uh, I do think it'll be one of those two, and I'll be good with that either way. Um, at four, I mean, that's it's crazy to think that in three picks between number one and number four, there's literally a million different things that could happen that can totally change the way the draft falls. So, I mean, 
ideally I'd like them to move back and try to pick up some picks if Buffalo wants to come up. But there, again, there's just so many things, so many moving parts there, so many things that can change. And depending on who we pick at one and then who the Giants decide to take it to, and there's just a lot going on there. So I really don't know beyond one what it's going to be, but I would feel pretty confident saying it's either going to be Darnold or Mayfield. Thelonious, anything that you've seen out there that uh, changes what you think is going to happen and what do you think that will be, sir? He's there. I know he's there. I am, you know, this is, but this is what happens whenever you do. I'm on, I'm mute, man. Sorry about that. (laughs) All all good. I knew you were there. Yeah, I'm definitely here. Okay. I definitely felt like the news from Josh Allen changed people's opinion. And I think that it's very possibly could have the same effect as Larry Tunsil did a couple years ago. The news. I don't know about that. Yeah. The, the, the the news on Josh Allen, we haven't really, uh, talked about that uh and and i think that we will here in a moment but i I do kind of want to get around to everybody on all of this dartho anything that you have seen that changes your opinion as the last couple hours have unfolded and what do you think is going to transpire um in the last few hours no i don't think anything which i guess is a good sign that means things are tightened down or the hatches are tightened down in berea um what i think has happened is um well, first, I'm going to say this is just my uneducated guess. What I'm hoping to happen is Baker Mayfield at one, either we take, yeah, take Chubb at four, or we trade down from uh, to Denver. So I'm, I'm a little bit different from what you guys were talking about where everybody else said trade with Buffalo. I more or less trade down one spot and get Chubb that way. So Baker and Chubb is my thing. <clears throat> Robo and Ska, uh, what do you, have you guys, either one of you, and you can go in uh, whatever order you'd like, you guys see anything out there that uh, uh, changes the direction you th- or changes your mind as to the direction you think that we're going to go into, or uh, is it all pretty much as it has appeared thus far, and what? how do you see this all going down? Don't both of you uh, jump into the same take that, Robo? This is Lawyer Dave. Uh, Robo is out firing up the smoker at the moment. Lawyer so Dave! Informed. Lawyer Dave! <laughs> Lawyer Dave was one of the original uh, members of the DBN Network with the Browns Business Program, so we're honored to have you in here, sir. If you uh, heard the question, uh, feel free to uh, answer it. What do you think about what's going to happen, and have you heard anything that kind of changes your opinion on that? I- I've been following it all day. Uh, uh, it was interesting to me that Josh Allen has sort of walked out of the conversation so quickly. I'm happy, obviously, that Baker Mayfield appears at this point in time to be who we're choosing at number one. Um, I agree that while I'm not wedded uh, to pick number four, I don't want to fall below pick number 10. So I'm not sure who we can deal with. I'm not interested in dealing with the Bills to get 12 and and 22. Uh, To me, that's probably losing too much talent. Uh, but I certainly assume that Dorsey, all of the manipulation that's been happening today is to allow Dorsey to find the best deal he can uh, to sell number four. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, I'm going to agree with my pseudo partner there, L- uh, lawyer Dave. Um, <clears throat> I really think we're trading out of four guys. Um, I, I agree. I wouldn't want to go below 10, um, but I really think Buffalo is going to be our best trade partner. Um Again, I'd like to stay in the top 10. Um, but again, you know, if it really depends with me, what I'd like to happen again is, you know, Mayfield at one. And then, you know, I'm I'm betting that that one of Chubb or 
uh, Barkley is going to be there at at four. I'm I'm almost I'm almost guaranteeing it that at least one of those people is there, and uh, I I would love us to take one of them. But you know, like I said, we'll see. I I <clears throat> highly doubt we don't trade out. You know, in, in thinking about not wanting to trade out of the top 10, is there really any trade partner within the top 10 that would have a strong impetus to move up to the number four? Because once you get past uh, Denver at five, there really aren't any of those teams. You got Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, uh, then you got uh, Chicago, and I'm pulling up the list here. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not sure that there's anybody that's in that top ten that would necessarily be willing to throw it out. Because if you're going to give up a, a ransom, the sort of ransom that would require, uh, you know, us moving out of the four, it would probably be for somebody that wants a quarterback, right? And is there anybody? It would that, have to be right. It's so, the only way you give up that much. But and and again, it, I, in the ideal world, yeah, you don't have to move back past ten, but. The reality is you probably will, and you'll also command, like you said, a king's ransom from the Bills. It won't just be 12-22. and 22. It'll be 12-22 and a one next year or 12-22 and their first, second-round pick or what have you. I mean, it's going to take a lot. And to be honest, I think it's going to come down to the evaluation of the player. Let's say they want Chubb at four. If they think they can get Harold Landry at 12 and the evaluation between those guys isn't that different, then I think they'll do it. So then it comes down to the whole uh, uh, positional scarcity, BPA, and all that type of thing uh, for the consideration. Well, well, yeah, you just have to take the value into account. You know, you, what, what can I get at 12 at, in terms of the, either the players that I need or the positions that I'm targeting? What can I get at four? And how much else do I need to get back in order to take that gap? And I'm kind of with, uh, with, with the thought process that it's, it's basically it, it's going to require – even though I, there's no player that I'm really coveting it for, because uh, I kind of am, I am kind of of the mind that we're basically going to be able. Because I'm, I'm still not sold on this notion that we're going to, uh, or that the Giants are going to take uh, Barkley at two. I know that that's what absolutely everybody is reporting, and that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. But I'm just not sold on it. I just don't. I, I, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to see it happen before I believe it. Um, so even I would, I would actually agree with you on that. I do think that the Giants are gonna are gonna at least trend towards defense. They always have. Um, so that would be my guess, is that they're going defense, which would be Chubb. Now, amazing, because okay, so I because what I my thought was that it they were not that they were going to go defense, but that they were going to um, be going quarterback. Because Eli Manning's 37 years old, and they're not going to be in this position again anytime soon. Now, to talk about the situation in New York, it's, uh, it's fortuitous that at this moment we've just been joined by one of our resident New Yorkers, and uh, a guy that's a... Uh, actually, as, as we're talking, we're getting joined by somebody else. We actually have two new additions to uh, what we're doing here. The first is coming from, coming from work and joining us, and that is our old buddy Gin and Tonic. Gin, first of all... All good up uh, in the uh, Empire State. Everything's good in the Empire State, man. Good deal. So you're you're uh, safe, sound, and in a good place to enjoy the festivities. Uh, I'll ask you the same question I just asked everybody else. As the day has unfolded, is there anything that you have seen in the last several hours that changes your opinion of what is going to happen, and what do you think that is? 
Well, I mean, we talked about it Saturday. I really, I still think Mayfield's going to go off the board at one. I really do now. I mean, if you go back and listen to Dorsey's press conference, the one player he's emotional about and the one player he actually, you can hear in his voice, uh, you know, a subtle change, it was Mayfield. Uh, You know, he talked about everybody else as a player, but when he started talking about Mayfield, it was about a guy. And he was really, to me, he's really sold on Mayfield. He has been all along. I think it's been his guys for a long time. I, I love the the smoke screens. I love the uh, the deception that we've, we've got going on. It's been Allen. It's been Darnold. It's been Mayfield. It's been all three of those guys um, basically over the last two or three weeks. Um, every one of them has been the number one guy. And at this point right now, I mean, it seems like it's going to be Mayfield. But um, <clears throat> but it's great that, um, you know, no one has an idea. I mean, this is kind of cool. Like, Last year, at this point, we all knew we were getting miles, miles, and that was awesome. Um, but right now, I mean, we still don't really know who we're going to get, regardless of what people think. So I think it's kind of cool. You know, we we, we talked about this uh, earlier on, and uh, we, and and I think we may also let's let's give it a try here. I think joining us from parts unknown, Hungary, we have uh, fourth on the line with us. Fourth, are you there, sir? Can you guys hear me? Looks like we got you. We got you, dude. Okay. Sorry, guys. I have to be a bit quiet. My girlfriend is sleeping behind me. Yeah, there's the same same uh, issue you had last week. And, Are you uh, making ice? And, <laughs> and and somebody is uh uh beating beating something up over in the background there. Uh, fourth, it's uh it's like one thirty in the morning over there right now where you're at, and yeah. and Thelonious is dealing with the same thing. Um, as as you are just now arising and, and getting into this, uh, I, I'm sure you've had a chance to kind of absorb uh, some of the, the media reaction that's gone out throughout the course of the day as you have been uh, sleeping and getting prepared, preparation for this. Anything that's happened that changes your opinion on what is going to happen tonight and what do you think that is? Um, I th- uh, uh, before... Uh uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm still half asleep. Uh, it's all right. A little groggy. We're we're we're, we're all in that uh, that mode right now. Everybody has a little bit amped up. So so, so hearing somebody so that's a little the, groggy is probably the, good. The news started coming out that it's going to be Baker. Like all the media guys started tweeting that it's going to be Baker. Uh, what's yesterday for me? So like I don't know, like six eight hours ago. So now I agree with. Uh, Chris, who said that it's going to be Mayfield, and I was of the opinion before when we did the Square Table podcast that it's going to be Darnold. So that changed for me. Now now I think it's going to be Mayfield. Because I think that Hugh or someone else leaked it when Dorsey told them like a day ago who the number one pick is. So... Yeah, that's changed, and uh, and I think Ellen is off the board with his uh, Twitter thing that was discovered uh, relatively recently. All the, I mean, I haven't seen them, but the supposedly racist tweets sure. that were found. Sure, let's get into that because we haven't really uh, talked about that at all yet uh, so far. It was reported, uh, I guess, late last night. I I first saw it really early this morning 
that uh, it was discovered that Josh Allen at some point uh, when he was younger, and the age on this, I've heard 13 and I've heard 16, that he made a, a series of tweets that were, and if you're not hip to what that means, it's Twitter, and a, a couple of posts that uh, were, were uh, well, they were certainly inappropriate and fairly racially charged. Uh, well, it, it, that's the thing is that it's, it's I mean, and I don't really want to get into um, the whys and wherefores of it, and I'm certainly not going to read them and repeat them because it's not necessary to do that for the purposes of our discussion. Uh, but to me, this is, uh, you mentioned Laramie Tunzel, it's a similar type situation. A couple, you know, a few years ago, if you remember, that guy, some people, some people were talking about him being like, you know, a, a number two or number three pick overall. And then literally 15 minutes before the draft, this video comes out of him wearing a gas mask uh, connected to a bong and, and smoking dope. And that caused him to drop, I think he went all the way to like 13 or 14 to where he ended up in Miami, I believe. Uh, and that certainly caused a, a precipitous drop in his in his draft stock. Uh, my thing about this when it comes to Josh Allen <clears throat> is, does anybody think that? And I'll I'll, um, I'll start with you, Matt. Uh, do you do you think that this is something that is that is that the NFL people didn't know about? I kind of find it hard to believe. Because like the video of the of the uh, the Tunzel smoking pot thing is one thing because that is something that's that's a secret. But this is a social media thing that has been out there for a while. Do you really think that the NFL people are just today discovering this? I don't. Um, I don't know if anybody else follows Ben Albright, but he's one of my favorite reporters. Not just in terms of the Browns, but just in terms of the NFL. He's usually right on most of the things that he puts out there, and he said that. He's heard from multiple personnel people that they knew about this months ago. Um, the unfortunate part is if you have a good agent or you have a good PR person looking out for you, uh, you would have discovered this a long time ago, and it wouldn't happen. It seems to continue to happen to players that are coming out um, about things that they said a long time ago. And it, it, I just don't understand why you wouldn't scrub your – like really scrub your accounts and make sure that you're good because – yeah, you were young and you were dumb. And to be honest, I really don't think he's a racist or anything like that. I do think he was quoting lyrics or what have you because, you know, that that's something that for people his age um, isn't that uncommon to listen to music like that and sing along with the words. And I, I don't think it's appropriate to put it out there like that. I'm certainly not justifying it, but I'm also sure. trying to put people in the mind of somebody who is that age and who came up in that generation. It's just not as taboo as it probably is to some. So I don't think he had um, ill intentions. I, I don't think he's a bad kid, but I definitely think it says something about him and the people that he has looking out for him that this is coming out now and that this wasn't taken care of long before now. That's interesting. That, that's a really interesting take because it's almost it's, – it's, it's kind of corollary to the criticism that Lamar Jackson is getting being his own agent uh, in the sense that he, he would probably have been much better prepared for things like the Wonderlick test and so forth if he would have had you know, proper representation. And then there's the, the stories about how you know, uh, teams aren't getting their calls answered uh, back and so forth. So from your perspective – um, it happening, it not happening, what, what that says about him as a person is one thing, but what it possibly says about him as a decision maker, as far as uh, people representing him, uh, maybe that's a red flag in and of its own right. I would think so. I mean, listen, 
this isn't the first time this has happened. It's not going to be the last time this has happened with technology and social media and especially with kids that are coming up now that are going to be um, even younger than ever before and more immersed in this social media culture than ever before. There's going to be more instances of this happening. I just think to me, if I'm an agent, right, and I'm looking out for the well-being of somebody trying to protect the value of that asset which is basically what we have to look at this this is a business you know i mean we want to get into the personal aspects of it of course but uh it's a business and so you're you're representing an asset and you want to make that asset as valuable as you possibly can uh, i would think you would try to go through everything and, and figure out what's the worst things that you can get rid of you know what are the what are the blemishes that you can polish off of that before you present it and uh they obviously whoever was representing him and him, him he himself didn't have the wherewithal or just, you know, wasn't aware of, of some of the things that had happened in the past and just wasn't, I mean, it's not paying attention straight up. It's not paying attention. It, it's, 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 it's a fascinating way to look at it. Thelonious, uh, I'll ask you the same thing. Do you think that this is something that the NFL just didn't know about that the NFL teams didn't know about today and are shocked? Or is this is something that they've, they've kind of known about and it's just now being made publicly known? Yeah, it looks pretty suspicious to me. I think the NFL and other people, what it sounds like, people did know about this. And it seems like it's coming up uh, in a way just to push your guys' guys value down right at the beginning of the draft. Um, do I have a Robo or do I have a Lawyer Dave over on the uh, the, the, uh, the Robo feed? <laughs> <laughs> you you have both of us now, actually. Great, great. Well, then I'm gonna then I'll put the question to both of you guys: Is, uh, is the news today about about Allen? I mean, in, in your opinion, is this something that is you know is just catching everybody by storm and causing draft boards to shift and change because of it, or is this something that's been pretty well known and uh, it's just now hitting publicly today? Well, I think I think the previous take was spot on in that in that this. This was publicly available information and that any team that is thinking about drafting a quarterback that high is going to hire private investigators and, and scour every piece of publicly available information. So it, it would be so if there was a team that was considering Josh Allen as as one of the draft selections and they did not know about it, then I would say that's that's more on the incompetence of the team. And I would say most teams probably would not have that level of incompetence if they were going to draft somebody in the top 10 picks of the draft to not find and read every single tweet that's out there. I also think that there's there's uh, gobs of, of mitigating factors, again, looking at tweets years back in high school. And, and you know, we hopefully there was a good discussion. Hopefully it came up in interviews uh, when, when he did his site visits at, at the – at, at the variety of teams and, and they could talk about it and, you know, maybe he had the wrong answers and, and he won't get drafted or maybe he had the right answers and he will. I don't, I don't know, but, but I, I, I'd be surprised if, if this was, was the first time that NFL teams were hearing about it. And, and again, to, to echo the previous sentiment, again, I think that, that his, this should be a red flag to him that whoever's representing him shouldn't be representing him anymore. Uh, but that's, that's just my two cents. I'll let, I'll let lawyer, Dave, have it. Tell us his take. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I guess I have a little different take, and and that's because from my own law practice, I know that the tweets and Facebook posts and the like are never gone. So even if he quote unquote removed them from his account, they are still going to be found. 
and good good detectives or or security people who are doing the background investigation of these players are going to find this kind of content whether it's removed for the from the uh, from the account or not. But the one thing I was wondering though as, as we're sitting here and chatting about this is how much information is requested of the players when they meet with the team are they asked to surrender their Facebook username and password or their Twitter username and password so that they can actually assist the investigators to demonstrate that they're of good moral character or whatever. Uh, I would love to know how much cooperation the players give to each of these franchises when they're doing their investigation of the players. Hey, Dave, can I ask a quick follow-up? Sure. In terms of, I heard you say something interesting there, and that was that that these things, these tweets and, and Facebook posts, what have you, they can be found regardless. And that is true. These posts never truly go away, but the only way you find something like that is if you're looking for it. And could an investigator get their hands on deleted tweets and Facebook posts without a subpoena? I believe they can. And that's why I mentioned the comment about are the players being asked? to provide information to assist in their investigation of themselves. Because it, I think there's, to a certain extent, you can get into old content of an account, but it is much easier to get into that old content if the player provides a username and a password. And if they won't provide the username and password, what does that say to the team about that individual? Uh, so, I mean, I'd love to know what that, uh, the, uh, of course, the discourse is between potential first-round picks and the teams that are investigating and meeting with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know for a fact what the what the protocol looks like in terms of what they what they ask for. But I would say, you know, if it was me, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up that kind of personal information to. I mean, if you're going to, I, I, again, there's so much money at stake and and so much fanfare that goes along with this, but. Dave, as you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, and it's technically illegal for certain questions and, and certain things to be asked throughout an interview process. And granted, this is not a, a, a normal interview process by any stretch, and in this case, the employee has no say in where they go, so it's not a, it's not a typical structure. But I would think it, it would be crossing a certain line of privacy uh, to have the username and password and, and get that type of access into a guy's background. That may be very true. Manly, you've been uh, pretty quiet over there. Uh, do, you, do you think that this information that's coming out today about Josh Allen, is, and actually this, is, this really is going into an interesting uh, direction here because I, I, I like the, um, the thought process about what, what it is the players are actually being asked of uh, to provide to some of these people and so on. But uh, t- to you, Manly, do you think that this was leaked? And then the follow-up on this, because we haven't even gotten to this point, um, do you think that this type of thing is a disqualifier if it somehow is now new information that's known? Um, do I think it was leaked purposely? Yeah, I mean, obviously. It, well, I, I guess mean, I should say, I w- was it known? It was really the, the, the right question, oh, okay. not whether it was leaked. He, um, was it known? Probably, yeah. I mean, I would assume that either, which probably the second one, but the first one, maybe one of the, you know, one of the, the teams of one of the other quarterbacks leaked it, hoping that he would drop below their their client but more likely one of the one of the other actual nfl teams leaked it or something like that because they're trying to get him to drop down the board um but you know i mean didn't we want fiery guys you know 
So <laughs> I say we draft Baker Mayfield. Fiery like racially insensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking to the guy from Alabama. Like I say, we get Baker Mayfield one, Josh Allen four, because then we got fiery racists with tools and intangibles. I mean, there you go. You just <laughs> let them fight for it. Yeah, well, hey, that is a hell of a take. And then, and then uh, it'd be interesting with Tyrod Taylor thrown in the mix when you've got you know Allen in there <laughs> to explain what happened. That, that's that's going to be one quarterback battle. That's a more interesting quarterback room than last year's quarterback room, which was about as interesting as it gets. Yeah, interesting is a really good way to we're describe. Gonna, it's probably I'm 70 sure that. Kaiser is going to have a better career than whoever we pick, so let's make it interesting at least. Oh man, that's well. Time will tell. Not because Kaiser's good, but I mean because it's just how shit works out. Typically, you know, you know, guys, what's interesting to me? If the NFL teams knew this for months, then they must have, or they should have, talked to him about it, right? I mean, I mean, this should come up in the interviews and. Stuff when he's invited to visit the teams, right? I mean, this should come up. Well, that's the point yeah, that, well, that Lawyer it, Dave was making. It, it may so, actually come up, but don't see what. But the thing is, is, the thing if it if it came up and it came up repeatedly, and he didn't remove them because um, it's it's one thing for for teams to find it, but but if it's removed and then found by the media people. Which is, I think, a different thing, you know. See, uh, see then, I... then, then he didn't remove it, and then he is either an idiot or or teams didn't care. So I, I think it's, I think it's one of one or the other. Either teams didn't discuss this with him, or they did, and he just didn't remove them. We in which case, this. well, I, I don't. Did he? Is is it clear that he did not remove these tweets? Because it, uh, from what I've yes. heard, he, he did they, remove they were them or found. Did. No, he did not. Oh, well, That's my they understanding. Last they night. were not deleted. See, I mean, to me, like what the teams think and what public perception thinks it, are two different things. Clearly, teams will draft guys or pick guys or sign guys that make their team better, regardless of what kind of character they have or whatever. You know, there, there's plenty of guys in the NFL that are just bad dudes. I mean, it, it, every team's got one, you know, and, and the Bengals have 40. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, every team's got bad guys on the team. The yeah, problem is it, the problem it, it, is public it, it, perception. If if the public actually – if there's an outcry against a guy because he's got racist tweets or – uh, homophobic tweets or or something along those lines, then they might avoid him. Then he might slide down the board. But the teams themselves are, for the most part, don't really care. The thing is, if this guy is going to cost me in the long run, am I? They that's when the, the you know the scales start to tip. At this point, right now, like clearly, a team leaked this because they want him to fall down the board. I mean, I, I've said it well, in our little chat. I I honestly I wouldn't put it past the Dolphins. I mean, they clearly well, want my, a quarterback. My understanding is, though, is that according to Ian Rappaport, he's spoken to all these teams that were thinking about trading up, blah, blah, blah. And he said none of the teams he spoke with care about this. He was saying that they've they've interviewed Allen. They think he's a good guy. They're sure that this is not a, you know, a, a character issue or anything. It was when he was a kid, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so it doesn't sound like any of these teams really care about this. Can I weigh in on this? Absolutely. Sure. This is Lawyer Dave. Uh, 
it's an interesting dichotomy here because of all the, the teams that it mattered to, all had knowledge that these tweets existed. And maybe they were hoping that this was not going to come out before they drafted him. If this came out a week after or a month after they drafted him, well, it's too late. We've already drafted him, but it was a kid. It's not a big deal. We're going to move on. The crisis comes when this is released to the public before the draft. Now the public opinion about do we draft a player like this who has this in his past, now the calculus of who you draft completely changes. Absolutely. And, that's a great that's point. what the teams are debating right now is, will my fan base be, accept this draft pick or won't they? Um, I, th- I, think, I think the problem is different. Uh, Chris mentioned uh, other bad apples, but uh, I think uh, racism is kind of different in the sense that when you get on a team, like two-thirds of the players are going to be black. So if the public perception is that you are a racist, it, it, it doesn't matter that you are not. And he clearly played with black players, right? But... Um, if the if if you come in to a team and the, and the only thing your teammates have heard about you is that you got a big arm and that you're a racist, that that's a problem. And I don't see why teams would want to deal with this kind of problem. I, well, I, I think. Want... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, Sorry, I, I, I just I just I just don't see why why teams would want to want this to remain i mean if if you want to draft him or whatever then you want this thing to be removed and um i don't know it's 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 weird weird to me go ahead scott it wasn't removed i think that that from a term from from terms of a teammate seeing this and and all that i think they understand that you know first of all he was like 16 years old yeah it was stupid um, shouldn't have happened, but you know he was quoting Rick Ross lyrics. Um, some of them were quotes from movies. Uh, you know, I I think that 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 the football players at that level are smart enough to understand that this isn't who he is, and they're going to get to know this guy, um, and not just immediately go in there and go, oh, well, you know, this dude's a racist. Can I, I just say something have, really quick? Have you seen yeah. football players talk? I mean, I'm, I don't think that they are that smart. Well, it depends on who you're well, talking The only thing I want to say is Hugh Jackson is on my television right now, and it is already frustrating me. <laughs> yeah, I see him there, too. I was going to say the same thing. It's on mute. Like, I'm not even listening. I'm just watching his mouth move, and he's pissing me off. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even Dude, have the beard anymore, so he's he not even He needs to shave. Him. Well, or let it, it grow, you know. I mean, or it, let it grow. Yeah, it was good so when it was. You. It was. It was good when it was grow when it was uh, grown out a yeah, little bit. Now right. it's kind of like the scruff thing going on. It's like he, he has. It's like he's he's in between. Like he decided I'm going to go clean shaven, but now I'm not. It's like come on, and, and I'm with you. I mean, just looking at him talking is enough to make you mad without even knowing what it is that he's saying. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it, it, you know, I, shouldn't I think, he be swimming in a lake or something? Well, we were talking about that earlier, that it would have meant a lot more impactful if he would have jumped on the lake when it was still frozen, right? Because that would have actually been, you know, caused some... And I've, you know, I've been on Lake Erie when it's been frozen before. You can do that. But, 
you know, now he's going to take the cheap way out and do it during the summertime or whatever. But I think that the, 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 the it's a really, really good point that that uh, that lawyer Dave just made here about all of this, which is that it's one thing if you draft a guy, you don't know about this, he's already on your team. Then at that point, every and kind of dovetailing what Fourth just said, at that point, everybody that's on that team, when this stuff gets discovered, then you can kind of have that internal conversation about, well, he was a kid, and I mean, because they've because they've already at that point, if it's like a week or so later, everybody on that team has already made some sort of emotional or psychological investment in this guy because this guy's just been drafted to be your future quarterback, and then at that point to learn after the fact. That okay, there's this there's this thing in his past that it could be problematic. It's a much different perspective from the team standpoint. I mean, the point that that Dave was was making was talking about the the uh, the, the the stance of the the fan bases and how they would react to it and whether or not a team would want to deal with that. But from uh, Fourth's uh, perspective on this, how the team would handle it, it is a lot different if the guy's already on your team and you've already kind of made that sort of emotional attachment to the player and what that player is going to mean to your team's success moving forward than if you just are now finding out about this you know, a day before the draft and now your team drafts him. If It could be a situation. And, I mean, the more that I'm thinking about this, it could be a situation where a team will say, okay, if all else being equal, I'd like to draft this guy. But all else isn't equal because if I do draft this guy, there's a good chance that there could be players on my team that are going to be upset about this because now they know this about this guy before we've ha- before they've had any sort of attachment to him invested into him or before we've had any sort of opportunity to talk to him about, okay, he was a kid and this was you know why this happened. And again, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to excuse or, or come down on him about any of this. I'm just looking at this purely from the standpoint of how it affects us, you know, how it affects the Cleveland Browns. Um, and to the, I, I think that what it may very well mean, though, with all of the other leaks that have come out over the, or what seeming leaks that have come out over the last couple of days, I may have to rescind the uh, the the prediction that I've had all along that we were going to draft this guy number one, uh, because at this point, with our team and and the precarious position that's it that it's in, I guess that's a good way to uh, to. Um, uh, continue on this conversation as it relates to us is will drafting a guy like him you know maybe a bad idea under normal circumstances is it an even worse idea given the kind of frail uh team culture that we already have and i'll let whoever wants to uh answer this jump in so i i guess to me the biggest issue is the tweets when you're 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. I mean, everyone says dumb shit, especially at that age. You know what? Like, when I was a kid, it didn't get recorded on the internet. So nobody had, you know, like, the stuff that players that are in their, you know, in their 30s or, or, you know, late 20s, they didn't have the same scrutiny that guys nowadays have. I mean, I feel bad for Alan in a sense that, like, a lot of this stuff is probably stupid, young, harmless, I didn't know any better kind of stuff, and it's going to cost him millions of dollars. Um but that's not why he should be cost millions of dollars. I, I, I mean, personally, you know my take on him. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think there's going to be a lot of problems with, with him. I don't think he's going to translate well into the NFL. And I think, personally, um, this is going to hurt him. But at the same point, it, you know, it clearly, uh, you know, somebody's going to pass on him that might have taken him a little bit higher. And uh, it, it may affect us because... Now there's one less quarterback looking, you know, a team that wants to trade up to four might be interested in. 
Oh, that's 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 an important take, I guess. Uh, I didn't really even consider the ramifications for us at four if we don't draft him at one, which hopefully we don't. Um, but yeah, that that could cost even us at four. Damn. Yeah, yeah. No, that's as we as we talk through this, that is an important consideration, especially if. Uh, it doesn't because the other thing that's been out there all day is that the Giants were going to take Saquon Barkley at two. I, you know, if, if anything's smoke, that sounds that that sounds and smells like smoke to me. And if it goes, you know, rat tat tat, you know, quarterback one two three. Well, then yeah, and Allen is the only one that's left. Or let's say it's uh, Allen and Jackson, and they don't have Jackson as highly uh, coveted as they do uh, Allen. And maybe Buffalo was willing to give up the the the, the uh, twelve and the twenty two and the one next year. You know, would they be able to do that and be able to look at their fan base and say, you know, yeah, we've just done this move because we're going to get this guy. When this guy, it's, it's, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a very, you know, as I'm glad we actually had this conversation because all day I've kind of been thinking like NFL teams knew about this. You know, this, this isn't new to them, but really the timing of this, whether they knew about it or not, could very well have an impact, right? I mean- Maybe maybe this will bump Jackson up. You know, maybe maybe that's what he was doing instead of preparing for the wonder. It just he was just going waiting. through other quarterbacks' Twitter, and he finally found stuff Hot on damn. the last day. He just figured out how to win the entire draft process. He represents himself <laughs> every time, every every minute of the day, scouring through other quarterbacks' tweets, and then waits until the draft. <laughs> You know, hey, I mean, you know, why not? We're we're, we're all about uh, um, passing along scurrilous rumors here. Easy, you're, you're you're going to play the clips right from the uh, like last year. Uh, when you say the clips, well, we we are actually just uh, really about three and a half minutes away from the start of the draft. So yeah, we will be uh, airing the the uh, audio of the announcement. I'm going to ask everybody that's on the board here to please. Uh, keep to yourself. I'm going to keep your um, your mics hot. So if you want to react to the audio as it's coming through here, as the announcement is made, so that way, if anybody is listening and they are hearing it for the first time, uh, we we don't want to uh, spoil it. I'm actually, as I'm talking to everybody here, I'm trying to keep my eye on Twitter to see if anything is being uh, it leaked out there. And so far, it's all uh, fairly tight. Other than you know all the speculation that that uh, everyone has has been ladling out. Um, I guess here within the last uh, couple of minutes here before we get into it, and I'm going to start with uh, the guys that have been on here with me the longest today, Thelonious, uh, if if you could project the biggest surprise for tonight, what do you think is going to be the one thing that people are going to look at, and it doesn't have to do with the Browns, just generally, that uh, people may look at and say, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen. Wow, that's a good question, and that would be really good to answer that question if I had a little more sleep right now. Okay. Really kind of shocked me with this question, but in any case, like I think that I think Baker Mayfield's going to go probably sooner than people expect. I don't think he's going to go number one, but I think it'll be earlier than people are projecting him to go earlier on in the process. Dartho, same question. Um, honestly, I think uh, the most shocking thing would be well, not most shocking thing. But something that could happen that'd be shocking is someone trading up into the top ten and drafting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that, I think I wouldn't be shocked by that, but I know that that a lot of people well, would be. But no, that's it, that's, it, that's that's good. No, it, we're we're getting uh, that, up against it, so I want to kind of get everybody in here. Matt Mramer, okay, okay. Yeah, you're, you're good though. Matt Mramer, uh, what do you think would be the thing that could happen that could surprise people tonight? 
he's he's either contemplating or we've lost. No, he, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, he's he he said he said he's not going to be be here. Yeah, until after after the pick. Oh, okay. oh, that's right. He, the oh, well, then all right. Well, then move. We'll, well, Manly, I don't know. Do you even want to try to take a stab at this? What what's the question? The question is. <laughs> of course, I'll take a stab. But... What 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 surprising <laughs> thing do you think will happen tonight? Uh, I'm gonna say we don't take a quarterback at number one. Wow, that's the surprising thing that would happen. That 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 damn sure would be. Uh, G and T. Is there what's what's the thing that you think will happen tonight that will surprise people? We didn't uh, lose him too, did we? Come on, guys! I mean, we're getting it's, it's getting. He, he said, "Be right back on the chat," so he's oh, okay, gone. Okay, I missed him. Well, Scott, we'll move on to you. What do you easy, think could easy. happen? That uh, yeah, way to pay attention, easy. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I'm sorry. What was the question? Yeah, it's again? a way to pay attention. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. What do you think could happen tonight that would be a big surprise? Not about necessarily the Browns, but just a big surprise generally. Big surprise generally? Uh, uh, to me, it would be the Giants taking a quarterback. Really? You think that that would be a big yeah. surprise? Well, especially after the big, huge press conference that you know Manning held where he was like, ah, I'm, you know, I love that you know, the – the Giants are all, you know, we met today and they're all good with us. And, you know, I, they, they told me that they can't wait to get me back in the building. They're going to, you know, you know, they want me starting and all this. So I'd be surprised if, if the Giants went went with the QB. Robo or and or Dave, what do you guys see happening that would be a big surprise that nobody is going to see coming? Well, Scott, my, my my partner in crime just stole my surprise. My surprise was going to be the Giants pick a quarterback, and I'm not prepared with a second surprise. See, that's why we're partners. <laughs> uh, fourth, what do you say? Well, lawyer, lawyer Dave is still oh, here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think the top five picks are going to go the way we planned. I think there's going to be either a trade into the top five, or and not including the Buffalo Bills, but I think there's going to be a surprise in the top five. Fourth, what do you say? I think Mason Rudolph is going to be going to go way higher than people think. That's going to, that's going to be a the uh, surprise. All right. Well, that's very good, and I will uh, add mine in here because we are getting within just a few moments of actually literally being on the clock. I'm seeing the uh, war room right now where John Dorsey is. Uh, standing up, looking very calm and dapper, and I see Hugh Jackson next to him, looking like he does, and then you have Jimmy Haslam over there doing his thing. Um, I think, for me, the uh, big surprise that I think is going to happen that's going to surprise people is I think that Shaq Griffin is going to get drafted in the first round. It'll be late first round. I think somebody is going to, and I think it'll be end up being a trade. Somebody will trade back in, and they will take the UCF product because everybody loves this guy, and everybody expects that he's going to fall. I think that somebody's going to jump up and and grab him, and that's the thing that's going to that he'll that his name will be called tonight, and that's um, that's the big surprise that I see. So we got is that is that the one handed guy? Yes, that's yeah. the that's the guy that uh, plays linebacker, and he had his hand amputated when he was, I think. Three, I want three, us three, to four. take him. I do too. Yeah. I love him. Uh, I just don't think yeah. that he's. And I would take him. Honestly, I would take him with the thirty three or the thirty five. But I think that somebody's going to so snag I. him in the first round. Is uh, that that's that's what I see as uh, as the big one. I mean, we are seriously just a couple of moments away. I'm waiting for uh, the the uh, the uh, network to return here. 
and then we'll we'll get into it as uh, well. I mean, we're 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 <laughs> we're just a few moments away. Here's a, here's a question: How long do you think we're on the clock before we actually make the selection? Because I mean, we've had all off season to think about this. Do we make nine minutes and fifty five seconds? You think so? You think we're going to take it all the way through? <laughs> I actually think that the Giants are going to pick first because we're not going to be sure who who won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Like with uh, Nada and uh, Wembley all those years ago. That would be probably the most take time just to you know see what offers they might get for the number four pick while they're sitting around on number one for a few minutes. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, but I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen because teams aren't really sure what's going to happen at one, two, and three at this point. But just you to know? see who's interested. Yeah. I mean, I think they know who's interested, and I think they know who. You know, if if X player is on the board, this team is interested in this kind of deal has been offered to us. And if X player is on the board, you know, this deal is offered to us. So. Fair enough. I was just trying to contribute. Okay, I got nothing. Yeah, appreciate. Yeah, it's all right. It was, it was it was it was a good try. It was it was it was nice. Well, we, uh, I'll tell you what. While we while we have a few moments here while we're waiting, we'll go quickly around with everybody again. At the number four, assuming that we stay there, who is the player that if we picked him at four? would have, irrespective of what we do with the quarterback at one, the guy that if we pick at four will have you all sorts of hot and bothered and mad because you think that he's a waste at that selection. Who would you say that guy is for you, Thelonious? I think it's Minka Fitzpatrick. It's the guy that seems to have no position. It's the guy I wouldn't want to pick for that position. How about you, Darth? Uh, actually, I'm going to agree with Thelonious there. Uh, with all the um, off-season moves we made, yeah, he would be the least like, likely of the top guys that I would be happy with. How about you, Matt? Oh, Reamer's not here right now. Uh, Manly, do you know anything about any of these prospects to be able to make a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, who I don't want number four would be anybody from Alabama or Ohio State. Well, that would be Micah Fitz. <laughs> that would actually be two of the candidates, Micah Fitzpatrick or Denzel Ward, and either one of those guys are candidates at the number four. Uh, G&T, what say you? Uh, Denzel Ward, I just think he's uh, I think he's overrated, and um, I mean, I would love to add a corner or a safety, but uh, I just think at four, it's going to be too much of a reach for him. Do you think that there's another corner that's better than him in this draft? I just think that there's guys that are comparable, if not better. Uh, Carl, uh, uh, Carlton, yeah, I mean, I love Carlton Davis from oh. from. Yeah, he's I think good. he's going to be great, and I just think you can get him at thirty two or, or thirty three rather. And, and and not have to use four on a, on a corner. And that you know, I just think that there's better better value later in the draft okay. than there is uh, taking more to four. All right, Goodell is strolling to the podium. I'm not going to join him just yet. We'll move over to Ska. Ska, who is the one guy that if we take him at four is going to have you uh, muttering obscenities both under and over your breath? Do we lose him? I would say anybody from Auburn. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. This, this, man. got some good no, players. Uh, I, but... I, I would probably have to say uh, Fitzpatrick. Wow, I, I, I agree. I don't think he's. I, I think there's better guys to take it for than him. I really do. People are. I off, don't think he's worthy of that. People are off the Fitzpatrick, and, and it's, it's funny because when this whole process started, he was one of the guys that people were talking about uh, as the guy at four, like the obvious choice. Robo and uh, Dave, uh, who's the guy that you would least like to see, respectively, at the four? M- McGlinky, or or however you say that tackle's name. I, I don't think we have any business picking offensive lineman in the first round at all this year, and so. Uh, if if for some reason we decided that we needed desperately to get whoever the best Joe Thomas replacement is and we picked them at four, I'd be pretty irate. And Dave? 
Minka. Wow. Lots of lots of Minkas off the board. How about you, fourth? Uh, Barkley. I'm surprised no, nobody said Barkley. Uh, running back at four is ridiculous. I don't, I don't care how good you are. You don't take a running back at four. Hopefully he won't even be there, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be nice. But um, uh, you heard it here first. We take Mitch Hyatt next year as our future left tackle. I think our future left tackle is already on the team, and that's uh, Sean Coleman. But we will we will oh. find out in due course uh, if that's the case. For me, I, I you know I kind of like you know all of these guys, but I I I, I still kind of go back to Barkley um, only because the running back at four. Even with all of the uh, the physical prowess that he possesses, uh, and even with the um, you know the, the combine and all that, it's it's just not. It's it's uh, f- it, having a running back, especially somebody that's going to end up being when we draft him instantaneously, he's going to be like I think the fourth highest rated or, or fourth highest paid running back in the entire league. Uh, because of his draft slot, and we already draft or we already signed Carlos Hyde. He's like the ninth highest uh, paid running back in the entire league. We already have him on the roster. I just, you know, positional value, not just in terms of uh, what a position means to a team, but how much actual money we are sinking into a position group. Like we were talking earlier today about uh, the prospect of like, would you trade for Julio Jones if you had a, a chance to do it? And Julio Jones is a great player. But we've just sunk $15 million a year into Jarvis Landry, and who's, who I think is a, a, a really good uh, wide receiver, and I'm happy that we did that. But, you know, we're also going to have Josh Gordon to take care of next year, uh, assuming that, that he's going to be somebody that we're going to want to take care of. In other words, assuming that he is uh, going to be, you know, he's going to stay on the field and not get into trouble. and assumption. All. Right, right, right. So if he does actually, you know, get his act together – and uh, it looks like we are officially on the clock right now. And by the way, if uh, we're behind in, as you're listening to this, uh, sorry, we're, uh, we're just doing it here in a way that we're making sure that we're covering it all. But right now the Browns are on the clock, as I'm seeing it, with uh, about eight minutes uh, on there. There has not been an uh, announcement made when I see Goodell strode to the podium. In fact, here what I'll do is I'll uh, go ahead and, and send some feed so that way you all can hear kind of what's, what's uh, going on. But then when, when, when it, the pick is actually in... We'll uh, we'll join it in progress, uh, and as I say, as the pick does come in, if you guys would please not blurt it out, <laughs> and we'll actually uh, listen to it together, that'd be great. But uh, I, I think that if you have a guy that's making you know fifteen million a year, and you get a guy like Gordon who's going to command about that much, you know, Gordon is is if if Landry's worth fifteen million a year, then that means that Gordon is going to be worth more than that, right? Because he's you know got he's, he's 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 a more polished receiver. He's he's got more. I mean, Landry is considered kind of a slot guy, uh, and and Gordon is you know he he's like all world potential. So then you're talking about two guys that are going to be in in excess of you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million a year. You know, do you do you go and get another one of those guys? I know that Julio Jones is a fantastic player, but you're going to have to give up a whole lot of value in order to get a guy like that. Uh, well, I mean. I- I, I, you know, first off, I think this is just your wide receiver bias speaking. But I mean, if you can get a guy like Julio Jones, anti-wide receiver bias, that's right. Yeah, if he's twenty, like he's twenty-nine years old, he's on a ridiculously team-friendly contract right now that he wants. And I don't know, really. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you can't 
you know, I don't know how you couldn't be interested in that. Like if if we could trade the fourth pick for him right now, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I would. I mean, without even really batting my eye, I would do it. Um, yeah, it, I would take that pick in a heartbeat. I mean, you're, you're adding three. you're adding a top ten player in the entire league for the fourth pick in the draft, and he's signed to a ridiculously team friendly. He he will make less money than Jarvis Landry in the next three years. But in his yeah. particular case, the reason that this is even being brought up is because he's unhappy with his contract situation. No. I don't necessarily think that that's the case. If you go look at the, the salary cap situation in Atlanta, I think that's the reason that it's being brought up. They have like less than $4 million of cap room. By the time they sign their picks, they're going to be over the cap. So they're going to have to cut people. They're going to have to trade people. Julio's number three on their payroll. Like he's he's somebody that they – I mean, not that they want to move on from him, but it's somebody that they have to think about. I'm just uh, – I got to tell you, my heart is uh, beating like super fast right now because <laughs> we're Did- – did anybody just see uh, Q and Dorsey doing the like hand jive there in the war room? <laughs> well, what what, yeah. what what channel are people watching the actual draft on? Because like I obviously not ESPN. I hope yeah, it's I, actually, I have enough, res- it's actually enough going- respect for you guys that you're not watching on ESPN. I have no, it on, on NFL, NFL Network. Network. Yeah, thank you. They just showed the war room and like. Hugh and Dorsey were doing this like they just did the insane handshake thing. Yeah, we, we saw that too, and we we remarked maybe maybe they just sent in the pick or, or whatever the case was. Oh, they I just making a show out of it. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, we're, or we're maybe he was fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Dorsey was like, you know, we're done with you, right, Hugh? And he's like, yeah, no, it's all nice. good. No. <laughs> we can hope, right? Uh, we we certainly we yeah we certainly can hope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 basically any moment now is uh, when we're we're going to get the uh, the word here, and uh, you know, it's uh, this is we have we for some of us this has, this process has started back in like October of last year. We've been like seven months. You you mean September? Well, for some people, yeah, even going back <laughs> that far. <laughs> uh, when when the, when the schedule came out for 2017, people were looking at the draft, and, and everybody, I mean, seriously, we've been we've been scouting these players, we've been scouring over this, we've been pontificating, we've been prognosticating, we've been evaluating, we have been going over every square inch of all of these guys, and we have you know we have had daily you know arguments and fights on the chow, we've had you know grudges that you know for life that have been <laughs> that have been formed over all of this. And here we sit less than four minutes uh, from actually finding out who our actual quarterback of the future is going to be. And I'm, I'm excited, no matter who it is, although I'd be more excited if it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited no matter what. But um, we're, we're almost there, guys. We're hitting down the home stretch. This is, this is an exciting time. I wish I was excited. But of course. <laughs> I'm 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 very excited about it. It's it's funny because I'm, I'm not. I'm the only reason I'm here is because like to vicariously be excited through you guys. Like I'm gonna try to feed off your excitement. It's just I don't know. The, the last season broke me. Well, it definitely uh, had an impact on on a lot of us that way, and I think that's why this draft season, because last season was so bad, I think that's why this draft season, this draft off season, has been. So uh, contentious, you know why there's been so much, so much uh, argumentation. You know why, why, why everybody has been kind of at each other's throats. Yeah, that's right. I just made that up on the spot. What are you going to do about it? Anyway, there. I think that's one of the reasons why is because people are just like, 
um, they're so frustrated by the way that the season hey, went. Hey, easy. In, in case I think your your feed might be be a little bit behind, but real time on TV, the pick is in for the Browns. Well, I just want to make sure you got that. Well, I, I appreciate that, but like I say, we're 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 waiting for it to um to come up here. Yeah. And like I said, I can just appreciate you guys bearing with us here because hey, I'm on a stream. And the stream may be a little bit behind, and it's what it is. So I, I just, you know, I, I appreciate everybody's patience uh, as we get to this. Uh, but it's for me anyway. I'm waiting here along with the the, uh, the uh, cast, and it does look like the pick is in. And it looks like, as Steve Smith is talking about it here, any second now we're going to find out. Yep, the pick is in. Any second now we're going to have uh, Goodell stroding to the podium. As, uh, hopefully as soon as Steve Smith gets done talking. Remember when Matt Wood and Steve Smith had that thing a couple of years ago? That was pretty fun. Anybody remember that? It was awesome, by the way. It was really good. It was uh, it was like it was like a Twitter war. He's yeah. talking with uh, Troy Aikman, and uh, in just a few moments here, we're going to be able to uh, to react to this. Come on, guys, let's 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 get to the poll. You know, Matt Wood masturbated. Seriously, after that. Well, that's 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 great. Really appreciate your contribution to uh, to you had the you had the pissing in the sink two years ago, and I got Grand Theft Auto and and and, and Wood tonight. Uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome draft night mantle. <laughs> we are we're seeing now in the war room again. Now you got uh, Hugh Jackson going over to uh, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, of oh, course, Jackson. of course, a wandering eye towards D Haslam. I've always can, I've always assumed that there's something going on there with those two, but you know that's just uh, me speculating. Uh, they're all they're all watching here. They're all waiting for this to happen. I don't know what the holdup is, but uh, any second now, Rich Eisen with a beard is going to. It is. Well, just just keep it to yourself for a second, as we are. Just a few moments away, I'm now going to go ahead and pot it up, and then I'm going to... Hey, I feel a tinge of excitement, guys. That's, that's... Uh... Come on, guys. Be qu- just bear with us here. Don't say anything yet. Uh, I don't know yet, but I'm excited. Dead, but... The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Yes! 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 Joy all the way that is Darth here. Oh yeah! You know, poor old score dog, man. Oh, wait, wait, wait till Whitney hears this. <laughs> Sorry, I like the dude, but. No. <laughs> I am. I mean, uh, I mean it really, this, see, the, the, the thing is that this does change the draft in the sense that now two is, you know, two wide is, open. I mean, you got to think that Darnold's in play at two. Yeah, I, yeah. Be. He might be. I mean, he is the best quarterback in this draft. I mean, I, you know. Wait, wait. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. Fultron. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, 
bears in video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Podcast. It's not Voltron. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.